Hey there, folks. Welcome to this special edition of the Whitfield Report post-debate reflection show or post-analysis game show, however you want to uh, look at it. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, and at the time of this uh, recording, we are about three or four hours uh, after the debate between uh, per- President Donald Trump and Joe Biden, and uh, I was on a round table uh, with Versa Media and jumped into uh, their stream a bit, a bit, but I wanted to kind of do my own podcast uh, for you guys and uh, just kind of explain some of my thoughts as to how the uh, podcast went. Uh, for those who were able to uh, tune in to the uh, live stream of the debate that I did on my channel for the Whitfield Report, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate everyone who uh, tuned in to the channel and watched the debate live with me. Um, so a lot of you guys who did that uh, were able to watch my reactions in real time. Uh, so that's great. But for those who uh, were either watching the debate somewhere else or, um, you know, maybe for some reason you didn't get a chance to uh, watch the debate, in which case I understand we're all busy. But um, This debate was really interesting, folks, for a number of reasons. Uh, First and foremost, there seemed to be, uh, you know, really conflating opinions as to who, uh, you know, won. Uh, A lot of people are really mixed, mixed up. So I'm going to get into the good, the bad, and the ugly of uh, what happened. Uh, here. So just kind of jumping into it. Uh, one of my big things going into the debate tonight, um, and I think a lot of people were wondering the same thing, what, is uh, was Joe Biden going to show up tonight uh, during the debate? This has been a huge uh, you know, contention because Let's face it, Joe Biden has not been on the campaign trail, uh, you know, or really anywhere for months now. Uh, We haven't seen him, and, you know, there were a bunch of memes on, you know, Twitter and other social media basically saying that he was doing a uh, Weekend at Bernie's thing. So he he seemed uh, to be there. Present, he seemed to be doing uh, pretty well. Although I will have to ask, uh, you know, did he have to take any drugs beforehand? Um, you know, if so, how many drugs did he take? And I and I'm not saying that to be facetious or anything. That is a actual uh, question that I have, and a lot of people have, as to the state of his health and. Um, you know, before people go off on, oh, that's a conspiracy, uh, it, ha- it has, uh, you know, come out now 
that John F. Kennedy, uh, you know, needed drugs because of his Crohn's disease and other uh, debilitating illnesses that he had, and that he did, in fact, uh, use steroids, uh, you know, during his bid for presidency during the campaign in 1960. You know, so that's like, that's 55, you know, years ago, almost. So when people question, uh, you know, whether or not Biden was on drugs, that is not a, uh, you know, I'm sure for some people it's, you know, they're just being funnier trolls on Twitter. But for me and for my audience, it was actually a legit question. But nevertheless, Biden did show up, as did uh, President Trump. Uh, Now, one thing I do want to get into here real quick is Chris Matthews, the debate moderator. We knew he was going to be the host for a while, and this really didn't come as any surprise to anyone, but I will say that he did come off throughout this debate as uh, kind of treating Biden with kid gloves, a lot of people felt, um, and being somewhat uh, preferential to uh, Vice President Biden. Uh, Trump... During this entire debate, I will say this, and I and this is speaking as someone who generally supports Trump, but one of Trump's biggest problems during this debate, and even a lot of pro-Trump people uh, I noticed had the same reaction, was uh, Trump was really interjecting the entire time and talking over Biden and talking over uh, Chris Matthews and that did not that that did not sit well with me uh, really as someone who uh, likes Trump even and it's not even so much because uh, you know I dislike that Trump I get what he was doing he was uh, you know trying to throw Biden off of uh, his kind of scripted behavior. Uh, and, you know, he is a bull in a china shop. This is what he does. But even so, it, it came off as he was losing control of it. At least during the first half of, of the of the debate, it seemed fairly one-sided in this. Um, now, what I will say is, Later on in the in the, the debate, he did manage to get under Biden's skin a bit. And Biden himself, like or not, lost his temper as well somewhat. Uh, there were questions about the economy. There were questions about uh, coronavirus and how uh, President Trump has handled it, and what Biden would do. There were uh, questions about 
race in America and also about uh, the riots and protests that have been going on in America. And I and I can't remember like every point off the top of my head. But uh, the ones that really stood out to me the most were, uh, you know, the handling of the coronavirus. Because Biden's whole stance on that basically it seems to be to shut everything down and wait until all the scientists, quote-unquote, or whoever develop a vaccine or a cure, even though we don't know how effective the, the vaccine is going to be yet. There are a lot of people who are uh, unsure about taking the vaccine this early in being the guinea pigs for it, so to speak. And, uh, you know, I don't blame them for that. And, uh, you know, so that's, that was Biden's, you know, position on it. And, and he mostly spends his time uh, attacking Trump for, you know, saying things that like hydroxychloroquine would work. He, he brought that point up again. Um, he really lost his, uh, you know, who I, I felt with, um, you know, he basically blamed Trump essentially for the situation with the coronavirus, I felt. Um, and this wasn't really a surprise that this happened. I figured it was going to come sooner or later. But still, though, I, uh, you know, I, I, it, it was, that was just the beginning of the whole, uh, you know, kind of clusterfuck that was this debate, so to speak. The, uh, you know, the two other big things that really stood out to me issue-wise were, uh, were the, you know, rage issues in America, and then uh, police brutality, you know, police brutality, and also violence in in the street. Um, Biden called out Trump because Trump basically, uh, as Apex Scam and I discussed on this most recent uh, podcast, got rid of, uh, you know, government-mandated sensitivity training, which... Uh, as most of you know, I felt, I thought that was a good choice on, uh, Trump's part to do that. Uh, Biden, obviously, and and even Chris Wallace, this is where I felt Chris Wallace really got partisan, was saying that, you know, racial sensitivity training, um, you know, isn't, isn't a bad thing. And that, you know, even Chris Wallace kind of heard that. Trump was wrong for getting rid of it. Trump brought up the fact that a lot of this sensitivity training isn't about sensitivity, it's about bowing to political correctness. And the thought police, that was where Trump really laid big points, um, for me at least. 
uh, in that category. And, uh, you know, Biden once again brought up uh, Charlottesville that Trump was supposedly supporting neo-Nazis, which is a tired line that has been brought up for uh, years now. That narrative is going to keep on getting brought up because in terms of race, that is all the left has to use against Donald Trump, even though it's a fake narrative. Um, now, as far as other narratives go, the issue of, uh, police, you know, brutality and sporting law enforcement and, you know, these, uh, Antifa riots, that came up too. Uh, Biden would not say that he was aligning with law enforcement. He he did say that there were good cops, but that wasn't the same as standing behind law enforcement and police officers. He appeared he appeared very weak there. Um and then uh he also said that white supremacy was the biggest problem and not Antifa, that Antifa is an idea, that they're they're not a terrorist group. So he emboldened uh, that whole category as well, which, in my mind, that was just a bad call on Biden's part. And Trump even called him out on that. He basically endorsed uh, Antifa and their violence. And Trump said that he... Uh, disavows neo-Nazis, basically, said that he would. Um, but then he also said that his supporters would need to be standing by, which, I mean, I got what he meant by that, but the average voter might find that somewhat cryptic. Uh, and then, for some reason, Chris Wallace made this big thing about Trump's, uh, you know, tax returns, And, uh, you know, I was paid a limited amount of income. And, again, I don't know why we're still bringing this up in, you know, 2020. But it is ridiculous. And, again, this is where I feel that Chris Wallace, uh, you know, really showed his uh, partisan side. Unfortunately, and showing and throwing softballs to to, uh, Joe Biden. It didn't really seem like he knew... Uh, what was what else to say to Trump other than you know you're paying seven hundred and twenty six uh, dollars and Wallace kept bringing that up over and over again and Trump actually broke down that he you know he himself has not paid taxes but he's had other people do that for him and in terms of you know the corporate taxes his his, uh, you know, loss to earning ratio is actually way bigger than most, you know, people would imagine. So, you know, that whole thing is always a, a, a bit of a mess, and I'm not sure why, uh, you know, Wallace insisted on bringing that up. It didn't seem very good to me. Uh... 
As far as what Trump's biggest downfall was, well, this was the fact that he basically, as far as I could tell, continued to uh, basically interrupt Chris Wallace, the debate moderator, and talk over him and, and talk about Joe Biden as well. Uh, and while I get that maybe his tactic in that was to throw, uh, you know, Biden off the the script and kind of rattle him, uh, it made Trump seem like he was, you know, throwing a temper tantrum a bit and was a bit of an asshole. So that did not look well upon him. And for some voters, unfortunately, who are in the, you know, normie category, as the Internet calls it, that lost him major points, uh, unfortunately. And it'll it'll be interesting to see how that gets read in the coming days, because they definitely are going to use that point, you know, against him in the campaign ads that he interrupts, that, he's, that he talks over people, that he seems rude and whatnot. And it it also made him seem like he was attacking a poor, defenseless old man. This That's the narrative that they're going to go with for, you know, Trump being the mean guy who attacked the harmless, you know, old man that is Joe Biden. That's the narrative that the DNC is going to spin. You can almost uh, count on it, guys. Now, with that being said, uh, Trump managed to get under Joe Biden's skin a bit when he brought up uh, the fact that Hunter Biden, uh, Joe Biden's son, has taken money from the mayor of Moscow and other Russian officials and that he's been under investigation for that for a couple months now. Now, what's interesting, and I mentioned this at the beginning of my post-show stream with Versamita, Biden made the mistake, or Gav, it seems, when Trump said that about his son, he said no, Bo was a good was a good uh, boy, and Trump said, I wasn't talking about Bo, I was talking Hunter. And as I've explained before, folks, on this podcast, I don't know much about Bo Biden. Uh, he's the son of, Pres- of Vice President Biden that passed away. Uh, about two years ago now, I think, and as someone who uh, lost an uncle and who saw my grandparents have to, to bury their oldest son five years ago, I know that that's painful for them. I can't even imagine how painful it is for a uh, parent to have to bury their child, but I know it is a painful thing. But at the same time, Biden has been using his son, Bo as kind of political propaganda, you know, to make it seem like, well, Bo Bo was a good kid and boasted for this and boasted for that. 
and I'm standing for the same values that Bo did, so vote for me, and I'm continuing my son's uh, legacy. So he did manage to rattle uh, Biden's chain chain with that, I think, and also, uh, you know, the fact that Biden refused to condemn Antifa, which, as I said, a few... um, you know, minutes ago was a big, big mistake on his part. So, all in all, what did I think of this debate? Um, I thought it was a shit show, to be honest. Uh, Just because Trump was, you know, talking over Biden and Biden was talking over him, I thought that Chris Wallace was a little too preferential uh, towards Biden. And I know that even though he's a Fox News guy, as as I've said before, I don't think that Fox News is necessarily conservative anymore. Um, it, it was just a mess. And my immediate thoughts, and I'll, I'll probably have some more analysis on this, on Saturday, but just my but but just my initial thought was, holy shit, we have to uh, sit through two more of these. That's going to be a bit of a pain. Um, one final thing I will say in favor of Trump is he did call Biden out on the whole. Uh, Spygate thing uh, with uh, the FBI bugging Trump Tower with the uh, with the wiretaps of Trump Tower and Obama knowing about it. That was a very important tactic that I think is going to help Trump in the long run. Uh, but as far as who won the debate. Well, I guess that's largely up to your, uh, you know, interpretation. And, I mean, I'd like to say that Trump won the debate, but then again, Trump is my guy in this, I will admit. And, uh, you know, the argument could be made that, uh, you know, Trump won in some respects or that Biden won in others. But honestly, I don't think anyone's opinion was really swayed in this first debate. And that's usually the way it goes, uh, first and foremost, for most of these debates. But uh, anyway, folks, I know I've been rambling on here a bit. I know, uh, you know, this isn't the smoothest analysis, but I wanted to get this out there. Uh, As I said, it's been a long day, a long evening of, uh, you know, streaming for me. So, uh, anyway, folks, I want to thank you for listening to uh, this special edition of the Whitfield Report. I'll be back uh, on uh, Saturday evening for the show, and Apex and I will dive further into the debate as well as some other news. And, uh, folks, let me know what you thought of the debate. You can tweet me on Twitter at somedivmundscorendc, and, uh... For those who are listening on uh, iTunes, please rate this podcast five stars and uh, 
you know, let me know your feedback. And and uh, yeah, folks, I'm looking forward to uh, this debate season. It's fully in swing now. So from all of us here at NDC Studios, wherever you are in the past, present, future hour, God bless, God save this great nation, God freedom democracy in that order, and I will see you on the next episode of the Whitfield Report. God bless. Thank you.